2: I'm Derek. I'm
3: <laughs> and I'm Ray. <laughs> I'm
2: Alex Reed
3: And welcome back to another episode of. No sleepers. No sleepers. No sleepers. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lilith. Thank you so much for being with us. It's sunny, it's a beautiful day. I'm really happy today. How about you boys? You can
2: just hear the smile in your voice. It is sunny, the weather's nice. I'm man. grinning from I'm ear to ear. I'm even in a good mood because of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know? It's so rare that, to be honest, this week has really fluctuated because I remember two weeks ago, it was beautiful and then we had the next weekend, it was absolutely miserable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But now it's back, so...
4: But well, we're good, yeah. we're back in... The studio.
3: We're back in the studio.
2: Oh, after MFest. After yes. MFest.
3: So yeah, before so, we get thank,
2: cracking on that. Thank onto you so that. much for
3: inviting us. <laughs> well, thank you so much for inviting us. I have beef <laughs> with um, one of the persons um, at MFest. What?
4: So, um, one of the, so one of the audience members asked, <laughs> came for Ray. No, she didn't
2: come for Ray. Excuse me? No, she didn't. Did. You know she did. Ray, she did not you come for you. You know she
3: did. Do you know a, why uh, I know she did? Because so basically, guys, um, I said that the men in, um, what's it? The, um, the Thousand Slender Sons which is the book that we were discussing were trash <laughs> and indeed they were if you've read the book you'd understand and any man who is abusive in my eyes is trash any man that like look at I
4: mean all of them apart yeah, from Carrie yeah
3: they they were no not, like even there is some some ingrained trashness in him okay anyways but that was essentially want, what I said and um, this this white woman from the crowd <laughs> she just you know Lifted up her neck and said, <laughs> "said this casual misandry that's been that you're saying, Ray's outrageous." Uh, and she did
2: not say okay. Ray. Uh, okay, well, oh, you, she's, oh she's, come she's, on, are you really? To are you? She, really? she was talking to all of us because she oh, said that. Derek,
3: Derek, no. come on! Oh my, we are were, you really going to do this? Ray, we
2: were all saying that the men were trash. We were all yes, like. yes, okay, but yeah, yeah, you we know damn up, well yeah, she we was were. talking
3: of, I mean, like she was looking at me. And then the only thing is, and on top of that, she said, and I was going to answer, and she said. Actually, I would like to hear from the boys, so was, <laughs> which I thought clip. was horrid because I know damn well she was talking about me mm, and mm. to accuse me of misandry, something that I don't even believe in, to be honest. Do you know
2: what's so mad? After she asked the question, she put two thumbs up to me and Alex. No,
3: she did it to no, me. No, no, she I was not. looking at me.
2: Why was, she, why was she? I don't even know. Trust her. me. Trust she, she was doing it to you. Trust me. Because oh, wow,
3: I, wow. I was looking at I was gunning her for That's her. very cheeky, boy. Um, <laughs> very cheeky, but just to put it to rest, I love men. Okay, I don't need to justify me calling men trash. I love men. Men are wonderful creatures. I don't like the trashness in men. I don't like the patriarchy that certain men perpetuate through violence, through through aggressiveness through ensuring that they don't stick up for our rights and if you are complicit in that and if you tacitly comply to that and you don't stand mm. up for women's rights because we do not exist in an equal playing field. Men and women are not equal. So to come with your long throat, <laughs> whoever's long throat and to say yeah, that. It's appropriate in my language. <laughs> I know, I really like it. Thank you, De- um, Alex. But yeah, so that's what happened at MFest. Otherwise, it was a wonderful. I actually quite, I love I love the debate that we had about A yeah, uh, Thousand Splendid Done. It
4: was an amazing crowd. I
2: mean, Beautiful really- for people. Everybody
4: that came down. Um how are you guys'
2: weeks? Anyway. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. My week's been alright. Like um Yeah. Yeah, it's just been decent. I got I got this uh this new Hui wee thing. <laughs>
3: So, guys, Derek calls QA. these Huawei's... Um, Huawei. Huawei? Yeah. I know it's called that because a, a white person said that, and I always think a white person's every translation time, is every time
4: correct. I, Googled, I just Googled Huawei earlier, and I, was, and I wrote Huawei, who, who and it corrected me. So I was
3: like, <laughs> hey.
2: Yeah, um, the P20. Yeah, he's got a nice, cute phone.
3: The P20 song. is
2: sick. Mm. Like it's got that facial recognition thing,
3: right?
2: Um, so I don't yeah, have to do not sure do much as well. Face. I can just yeah, like when I'm calling someone, I can just find their name and put the phone to my ear or call. When they're ringing me, I just pick up the put the phone to my ear and it answers the phone for hey. me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a sick phone still. Like
3: okay, we we are not sponsored by Huawei, hey, by Huawei. so we're not. <laughs> I know, I
2: know, but <laughs> we not just going saying, to go like, into this much. Detail. And also, if I don't want to use my phone, I can set a, like a a timer, <laughs> so it will turn my phone off at ten o'clock and then turn it back on again at seven in the morning. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
2: That's it, right? I'm not gonna get it There's bare different features, like, you know, and you can do like split screen and stuff. And one thing that's really cool is the fact that when my <laughs> oh, fingers are wet really? in, when I'm in the shower, oh, yeah, oh, and I don't wanna yeah. touch it, yeah, but what you can do, you can use your knuckle thumb. And, you, can and, use that on your, you can do that on your iPhone. And do all, all kind of magic. You can things, do right? that on your iPhone. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is better than the iPhone X. <laughs> okay. Have like, you
3: had the iPhone X to test they, it out? They,
2: they told me in the shop.
3: Yeah, but uh, come on.
2: It is like, anyway. why, why would they? A lot of people, a lot of people I was reading really the iPhone X costs more money. For them yeah. to tell me this is better, they're doing themselves a disservice. Oh, God. Trust me. So, Have yeah, it? man, it's, it's a sick phone. The camera's absolutely lit. All right, yeah. so
3: thank you for that, Derek.
2: Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. How was, your, how was your week,
3: Ray? <laughs> My um, week... It was okay actually. I mean I was a bit sick um mid midweek. Mm. I got really like exhausted and unwell. Um, and I just stayed. Is that, in that bed. when your
2: lips became fat? <laughs>
3: I had a swollen lip, yes. And I sent a picture of it to Alex <laughs> <laughs> because me and Alex are like comfortable.
4: I was like, Why is she sending me this lip though? Um, but, it's
3: fine. but yeah, I was a bit unwell, but I'm um, all better now, alhamdulillah. Um, thank God. And and yeah, it was an okay week. I read an amazing book. <laughs> Ooh, what, what did, oh, so let's let's get cracking on to what you're reading, Alex. What are you reading, darling? Um,
4: oh God, this week I oh I was judging the young adult book prize. Oh, uh, for the Hay
3: Hay Festival. Festival.
4: Yeah, MashaAllah. So, so we so we um, we had the judging day on Friday. Just gone. Um, it was amazing. So I was reading most of those books for most of these past how many weeks? So, yeah. Which I couldn't really talk about. But um, yeah, those are the books I was reading. I finished Indigo Donut um, and I got through half of Straight Out of Cronkton by Alex Wheatle. Mm-hmm. Which is a um, really interesting book. Um, touches on some really great themes. But I think like the language was a bit, um, was a bit displaced. You know, like he was kind of talking... You know, um, like Corsier Newlands, uh, The Scholar, the kind of language that's in yeah. The Scholar. But if you put it into a book today for young people today, it distance. It's the distance is there. The slang isn't really... Current. Oh, I see. Yeah. Why
0: like, does it
4: need to be? Because it's it's for young adults today. So? So, so he, you would want to relate to so the young Alex adults Rito today. So Alex Wheatle
0: is using that's slang not, in a way that... That's not writers are supposed to
4: do. No, I what mean, I mean? Feel like, in my opinion, I okay. feel like if you're going to write a young adult book, I'm not saying that, obviously, he's a writer, he does what he wants to do. He kind of makes up his own slang or whatever. But I'm saying that... There's a there'll be a distance placed in there because a young person probably read the book and think,
3: I was, I'm not using the slang not, in this I way, I don't use
4: this, so therefore it's not even
2: about. Nah, I think, I think you're patronizing yeah. the reader a little bit. Nah, yeah, I I'm,
4: think so. I'm, I'm not. I mean, even
3: I'm not really. Like, even I when mean... we
4: spoke to some young people who had read it and they were like, Yeah, it's a bit, they even said it was a bit, it was a bit weird, um, having that. But I think it was, it was a good book, it's a good book. We um, need to finish it, but yeah, there were some really amazing books on the shortlist, so. Looking forward to announcing the winner in a few weeks.
3: Hey. Cool. yeah. Derek, what are you reading?
2: I'm reading The, Gu- the Gift of Therapy by Irvin D. Yalom. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, It's basically just, it's not, obviously the book wasn't written for me. It's written for um, psychotherapists and it gives them tips on how to be better therapists, how to relate better to their clients, the things that they should do and the fact that the relationship that they develop during therapy is the most important tool that they have, the most important thing that happens in therapy. Mm. Why are you um, reading that? his um, research for something I'm doing. Mm-hmm. um, But it's really, like I love Irvin Yellum. Like I wrote, read uh, Love's Executioner, which is amazing. I thought that was great. Okay. And he's got this massive textbooks called um, existential psychotherapy. So he's What's an it? existential psychotherapist where he takes the approach that there's four givens in life that affect the way we think and react to the world and whatnot. And obviously he's, he, he puts a lot of emphasis on the death drive. Mm. The fact that our fear oh, of how death how and destruction yeah. is one thing that makes us relate to the world in particular mm. ways and and what makes us behave certain ways um but yeah so that's what i'm reading it's really interesting taking a lot from it and i, I feel like what i'm reading is going to help me in my own interpersonal relationship even though even though mm. i'm not a therapist yeah. there's gems in that, that can just help you with relating to people in general mm. do you know what i mean Irving yalem like he's a he's a g man i really yeah. like him yeah yeah but i would re- recommend this book and loves it's it
4: timely it's mental health awareness month as yeah
2: well, loves so. executioner sick book sick book yeah yeah right really? Right, what are uh,
3: you reading? So uh, this week. Anyway, I read... so today we're gonna be... Oh Sorry. <laughs> So today <laughs> This week I read uh, The Terrible by Ursula Daily Ward. And um you Okay, whatever. <laughs> and um I absolutely loved it, as in the, <sighs> like he Derek actually finally lived up to my expectations of him. Normally he gives me books that he's really hyped and I'm always apprehensive because I don't like them. This Mm. one he did really good and I'm really proud of him. Um, I didn't write it. (laughs) No, but like, thank you so much for like recommending something that I finally like. Um, I think it is a story that is beautifully written. She really knows how to carry a plot. She really knows how to write poignantly. The beauty of it is unreal. Mm. And the, what I love is how she's able to talk about childhood with the fog that we always remember it under. So like childhood is, is very foggy to me because there are only certain things that are like crystal clear. And the way that she she talks about certain events, there's a fog over it, which I think is perfect in terms of going back and looking at memory and how, mm-hmm. you, how you remember things. Um, I loved the idea of like her sexual development and there's this thing that she talks about the, the the power of fear and how she comes to understand her body, what her body does to men, what what who she is does to men. And it's incredible, but it literally gave me tingles because I was like, this is exactly like putting something, a feeling in words that I previously couldn't. And I think that is an absolute rare talent to be able to put Feeling and pinpoint it, and 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 really just put it in in a word, mm. in a sentence, and and you're like, oh my god, yes, this this is this is it.
2: Are, okay. you um, <laughs> Are you done?
3: Are you done? And I I like honest to god, I really love this book. It made I'm me cry to it. because it didn't make me cry because there was any particular moment that was so sad. It was just like crap. There is this this vacuum and this this open hole that some of us exist in because we're just so sad or, or we're searching for something and there was this line that talked about like all of this searching for something one day it will kill you yeah. and it was anyways it was it was absolutely brilliant and i really loved it and please come on this damn show because i need you here so we can talk and now i'm in love with her oh. yeah i want to make up with her she's Amazing. Yeah, as in I, I'm I'm really in love with her. She's she's my girlfriend in my eyes.
2: Oh, for God's sake! Can we move on now, please? <laughs>
3: no. Can we address Derek's problem? So he tweeted, guys, that oh. um, he's really pissed off because now apparently. I'm talking about the book. They can't share the like, recommendations, right. So don't you understand? This is how books work, Derek. I'm mm.
2: never giving you another. If I if I really love a book, I'm never going to recommend it again.
3: Why is that? Why t- can I ask you a question? What? Why does me liking a
2: book that you like? Why does it's it not you, you in so general? Much? I'm jealous, bro. What are you talking? about? You're why talking you about jealous? my book, fam. No, but it's that me. was my thing, and now you you really come to talk about like yo. Look, do you know what I mean? No, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't have you. I
3: don't even know what you mean because you're not even articulating yourself you know, when properly. you, you know, when you Listen, have, you know yeah. have
4: something that you hold really dear to, and then you. But is it like It's like what I said the other day about taking people to my favourite places. Right When you have a space That you take someone To your place I And all a of a st- sudden They start taking people there like, No, nah, that's if not it I have it? a
3: spot that I go to That I've taken people nah, to Right But it's only people. when things go sour That I go, I look back And I'm like Ugh. That's what I mean, But with that's this kind of
2: a- No but, but I, this, I, 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 know, like- I know You're gonna come and Wax a lyrical to somebody else About this book And right? my name's not even Gonna get a fucking mention Why
3: is it going to get a mention Exactly Because I'm talking about My relationship with Ursula Daily Ward Not Derek Owusu This isn't about you This is about the book You were just a You were just a door that allowed me, that you just opened the door. You said, Raifa, go through and find this magic. And, and I did. I'm never
2: saying go through again. you going to lock that door. Never, ever am I going to do that. All again.
3: of this time, you always complain that I don't like your recommendations. And I finally do, and this is what you're coming I, with. I
2: secretly thrive when you don't like my recommendations. Derek. Secretly. Derek,
3: grow so up. Problematic. Derek. Derek. <laughs> Derek.
2: <laughs> Derek. Friend. I will not grow up. Grow right. up. Nope. Absolutely not. Never,
3: never Anyways, like guys. Then. So that's, that's this week. Um. Right. Cool, cool,
4: cool. So that's what we're doing this week. Right. Yeah. So. Derek, do you have a gem this week? You're trying to, you're changing it up, aren't you?
2: Yeah, so my gem today is just a question that I pose to myself mm-hmm. because- um, Are you I'm posing you. it to us and as I'm well. posing it to you too. Oh. Yeah. So I was right. really kind of like, um, I was thinking about you know, religion and wanting to be a better person. Sometimes I sit down and I just think, how can I be a better person? How can I, you know, change my, and I go into this like really deep introspective mode. And I used to always say when I was going to church and stuff, I used to always, Like lament and be and pray to God and be really sad and say, I just want to be the best Christian I can be. I really want to be a better Christian, better Christian. Like if I do something wrong, if I Mm. sin, I'm just like, I wish I could be the perfect Christian, blah blah blah. And then I was sitting down and reflecting on this that I used to do that, and I thought to myself, if someone came up to me and offered me a pill and said, take this pill, you will be the perfect Christian. You will never ever sin again in your life. You'll be perfect. You know, you you'll go to heaven and the rest you'll live out the rest of your life. Sin free. Mm-hmm. You'll never ever sin. And I thought, would I take it? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Which made me think to myself, I like being a sinner. <laughs> I want to be a good Christian, but I want to sin is, as well.
4: I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the pill either. Why? Because I feel like, I, I feel like humanity and the way that we are, we th- we're, not that we thrive on our mistakes, but we make those mistakes to learn how to be better people if you just if you were just but this kinda, pill would make you a but, better. No, it just is, it, it basically
2: just er, it exactly, makes the exactly. experience it's,
4: exactly it's like saying it's like um, taking a pill to be immortal right oh you know you're never going to die so at the end of the day you spend your whole life living
2: no it's different it's not you know the same I, mean?
4: I feel like it's similar because if I'd rather I'd rather learn make my mistakes and then and then become better gradually rather than have something a one stop kind of um cure like i don't know what do you think ray
2: would you take the pill <laughs>
4: i think i don't know
3: um derek is awful no so I will i take that pill yeah i would want to take that pill because i would like to enter heaven I think excuse me can a-
2: you answer the question would you take, take the pill she she would no like. she said i would like to take that pill can you just which is wait an answer to the question can you just
3: let me you're like, not slick can you just let <laughs> oh, me right, answer this question? <laughs> You're not sweet. Like I don't understand. Go like, on. Just let me answer the question. Um, I would like to take the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: the one thing that will maybe stop me from taking the pill is I feel like this pill of yours takes away my um my decision making because it uh, it is kind of saying you will make all these decisions and it will be the right decisions, but. I think for me anyway, the test is when you are faced with two contradicting roads and you have to take the correct road. And there is a struggle, right? There is this inside battle of you really want to sin because sin is pleasurable Mm -hmm. or whatever the the road is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice. And when you pick the right road, sometimes it's like, oh man, I'm kind of suffering right now. But there's this greater good to come.
2: Okay, what if the pill allowed you to go through that struggling experience, right. that whole that battle, that battle? But in the end, you would still make the decision to do but the it, right then thing. That, it
3: then that, it then, then it won't because then no, the no, no, no. But you
2: would, you would not be aware of this. You would always think that you're going through the moral battle. But really? You always make okay, the right so decision. I'll take the pill. You take the pill.
3: Yeah, even though. Sinning is so you you'll never, you'll never <laughs> <sin> <laughs> you never you never sin again
2: Yeah You'll never do anything again Like that Like you never I don't, I don't
3: know But then sinning is like We always look at sin Like I don't know Maybe we're just looking at it In a very um, way But I'm <laughs> looking <laughs> at like Sinning could be even like Backstabbing <laughs> Lying Stealing
2: yeah, exactly Yeah
3: I wouldn't Because I don't del- do those things anyway the seven, the seven deadly
2: sins Do you know what I
3: mean, mean? There's only one So
2: you would take it
3: Yeah I think I, I will don't, I don't There's think.
2: over a hundred I think there's more than a hundred um, I mean there's I don't mean,
3: think there's sins That are like numbered
2: no,
4: I'm saying, not numbered, I'm saying obviously the cardinal... Terms, I mean, Christianity, Oh, the cardinal, we have like three, values, I think. The cardinal the values. The big three are
3: like shirk, which is believing in a God that isn't God, so yeah. like statues and stuff. Yeah.
2: False idols. False idols. Yeah. Which is a... Really. So where's, where does Beyonce fit into that for you then? I don't... Worship Beyonce. Oh, where sorry. Worship Beyonce.
3: Do I pray five times a day to Beyonce? No.
4: <laughs> there are people that do this, you know, I can imagine. Um. Uh, yeah. So, interesting question. Um, As for the main... Topic of the show. This week, guys, we're going to talk about. Somebody raised a question um, to us on our Twitter account, and they actually asked, um, be interesting to know what books made you cry and why. So we decided, why not make it into an episode? And we're going to discuss some of the books that we. That made us cry. That's how lazy we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's how lazy we are. We're not lazy. I
3: really liked the
4: idea. It's a good idea. I thought it was really good. And Um, I think this is
3: great for like, you know, listener participation and stuff. Yeah,
4: so we've got um, got three books each that we're going to talk about. It's it's not necessarily like
2: sad cry. It's like Mm. happy cry, just straight up.
3: You know, <laughs> I know like, you guys read my books in. already. So
2: what, what I did was I went through books that made me cry in different ways. So I've gone through the sad cry, I've gone through the sorrowful cry, I've gone through the happy cry, I've gone through the frustrated cry, okay. and the um, the um, there was one more cry. What was it? I can't remember what it was. The joy joyful happy cry, it, yeah. happy. But I see happy and joy is different. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, but obviously then you then you said three, but yeah, so, yeah. we'll get we'll get three of those, right. But anyway, so I'll go first. If you want to. Of course. What do you mean, of course? Anyway, the first book is um, the, it is the, I believe it's the fourth book in Maya Angelou's autobiographical autobiograph- series. Mm-hmm. It's called All of God's Children Need Travelling Shoes. Mm-hmm. And this is the book where she's in Ghana um, and she's raising her son. Her son gets into an accident. Um. And it's basically just, it, it's, it's about um, home, basically. It's about where do we fit in. It is about identity. And this is probably why it resonates with me the most. Mm-hmm. But there's a part where they are going into a village. They get to a bridge, about to drive over the bridge. And my Angelou becomes terrified. Like, she has no idea why. She's terrified of the bridge. She can't go over the bridge. Um, but anyways, they get to the village... And then the people in the village who see her kind mm. of start acting like they know her, they recognize her, like, we recognize you. And then she's looking at the, the women in the village, like, cause my Andrew was quite built. She was mm. tall, you know, she's looking at them like these women look like me, like they're built and all of the women are like this. And then the women in the village, they all start crying and, you know, kind of like you are one of us sort of thing. And then eventually, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, eventually it comes out that this was potentially the village where Maya Angelou's ancestors were taken from yeah, and brought to America. And yeah. she's managed to find her way back there. Yeah. And um, while they're all crying tears of joy, I was sitting on a train, I was in Manchester at a time going to um, Victoria and I was, I was just, I was shedding a thug tear. <laughs> the, the, the solitary tear. Yeah, because it's just, it was so overwhelming. It was such an, a, a nice thing to read. So that was like, it, I wouldn't even say that was happening. That was just, that was pure joy. Do you know what I mean? Because even the fact that I'm even now reminiscing on it and it's making me feel the same way it did, like what, four years ago when I read it? Yeah. Um, And yeah, so that's, that was, that's one of the books that made me cry. Okay. Um, For good reason though, you know. Yeah, it's a good one. But um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, I'll never revisit that book again no. just because I want to savour that experience. And I feel like maybe if I read it again, the feeling will be diminished and I wouldn't want it's that. It's one that I'm yet to read. It's one, it's one of the read. best I've got, I've ones. I've got the
4: collection at home. I just need to sit, I mean, you know, when it comes to these things, it's time, right? Yeah. So, and you need to just go with that sometimes. But um, I yeah. think I might go and start and read that
2: one. Three of the best ones, I'll tell you. I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, All of God's Children and Heart of a Woman. Okay. Those three are the best ones. Right. Okay. And there's five, right, or six? I, I think there's seven. Oh, okay. There's one. I just. I don't know. Me, mom, and me. I don't know if that's part of it. Maybe it is. But right, okay. I think there's seven. Yeah. All right. You cool. know, tweet us if I'm wrong. Yeah. You guys love to do that, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Should I go? Do you want to
3: go? I'll go. Okay. So, um, just um adding on to this idea of different types of books and the way they make you cry differently, I've also chosen books that made me cry in happiness. Not happiness, I think in exquisite, painful joy. That's one of the books I want to talk about now. Um, And I think there's one, people always ask me like, why do I love Persuasion by Jane Austen? Mm. Um, And Persuasion didn't make me cry. Um, It didn't really make me cry.
2: Go on. It didn't um, make me cry about
3: what? It didn't make me cry, like, throughout the plot or whatever. It made me cry um, in the letter that Captain Wentworth writes to... Uh, the main character, who is Anne Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about this letter, but I think... Is the- this the
2: one you made... The letter you made me read in Waterstones? <laughs> yeah. You said, go and get the book and read this letter. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> my God. In, um, in
4: the early
3: stage of the podcast, when you were like... I was always... That thing I'm s- planting. Se- yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the reason why I loved it was I was going through a time where I was like, I don't think anybody can, like, love me like that. Oh. Um, and I don't think, like... I'm quite pessimistic. So I don't really believe that I can be loved like that mm. in a way. And now you're just like, always... I'll love
2: me like that. I don't care.
3: No, not that's, even that's that. It's, that. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like I feel like I'm capable of a lot of love Yeah, and I love a lot. And when I read this, it was like, wow, like a man can love like this and can love a woman like this who isn't so beautiful because Anne Elliot in the book is very plain and doesn't do much she's not They loved that
2: word in the 1800s didn't they I know plain mm-hmm.
3: plain. <laughs> um, but yeah and I really loved it and I'm going to read it to you guys because oh, I don't have I, no,
4: no, I we're well, not in ages but what? go on
3: I don't think I have but I really loved it because it's like it's a love that I would love to get that I don't know if God has in plan for me or not but yeah can you just um, I can listen no longer in silence I must speak to you by such means as are within my reach you pierce my soul I am half agony, half hope. Tell me not that I am too late, that such precious feelings are gone forever. I offer myself to you again with a heart even more your own than when you almost broke it eight and a half years ago. Dare not say that man forgets sooner than woman, that his love has an earlier death. I have loved none but you. Unjust I may have been. Weak and resentful I have been, but never inconstant. You alone have brought me to Bath, for you alone I think and plan have you not seen this can you fail to have understood my wishes I had not waited even these 10 days could I have read your feelings as I think you must have penetrated mine I can hardly write I am every instant hearing something which overpowers me you sink your voice but I can distinguish the tones of that voice when they would be lost on others too good too excellent creature you do us justice indeed you do believe that there is true attachment and constancy among men believe it to be most fervent most undeviating in Frederick wentworth I must go uncertain of my fate but I shall return hither or follow your party as soon as possible a word a look will be enough to decide whether I enter your father's house this evening or never
2: that's actually quite beautiful it's a moist youth breath
4: yeah but the thing is it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like um wedding vows
3: it's beautiful it, it sounds it, like deaf poetry Jam. It, it, m- <laughs> It it
4: do
2: it yes it does. Do it does Yes
4: it does It makes me like No it sounds like It sounds tingle. like Oh yeah like, I read it And I was
3: just It sounds like something besides It sounds like something
4: No do you know what it sounds like What You know like in um, the, You know the African American drama. Oh no You, know, you the, will you, not
3: you, ever, you know, ever watch, Do this um, to Jane Austen Did you watch um,
4: Medea's Family Reunion No I and don't then, And then and, like They had to do those vows at the end You know like
2: That's their poetry jam
4: It's not different. Well okay but, like, it sounds, <laughs> but it
2: sounds like
4: It sounds like Wedding vows which I could, which I would, I, I appreciate the letter. Okay. I Thank you, Ray. I appreciate the letter.
2: That was a lovely reading. It was lovely. You're the best reader of all three of us, to be fair. Excuse me? He <laughs> is, definitely. Wow. So-
3: this interruption is brought to you by Egmont Publishing, the publisher behind the New York Times bestselling YA novel, The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo.
4: The story centres around a young girl called Siamara, and she's from Harlem and discovers slam poetry as a way to understand her mother's religion and her own relationship to the world. It's the debut novel from the renowned slam poet, Elizabeth Acevedo.
2: Yeah, so I liked it. It's a sick book, to be fair. Um, it's kind of like written in verse, in poetry, like fused together. Mm. Um, that's one thing I really liked about it. It's, it's, it's really rap-like. Yeah. Um, So you can really tell she's got a great control of rhythm, of, of tone, and it flows really, really well. Like, I probably liked it.
3: Yeah, I loved how Xiomara got to learn about her womanhood in this novel.
2: Xiomara. So you come to put some Spanish on it, yeah?
3: That's her name, Ciomara. <laughs> Um, it's really interesting. And you can see the process of her becoming a woman, discovering her voice and her feelings and understanding who she is. It's like the themes reminded me of The Hate You Give.
4: So if you're looking for a flavour of Harlem and Spanish Harlem in particular.
3: Siomara.
2: <laughs> <in> Spanish Harlem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <do, do>, <laughs> um, so it's a great yeah. book
4: for you to read. And it's the kind of book that you'll enjoy, even if you don't usually read YA. It's out now and is available to buy in Waterstones or online.
3: Go and get it.
2: Go
4: get it, now, fam. Now let's get back to the show.
3: I don't it's going to read now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what was I going to say? My one. Um, I think following up from MFest, um, we read Carly Hossini's A Thousand Splendid Sons. But mm-hmm. one of the books that made me cry, um, like visibly and publicly on London Transport was The Kite Runner now, um that book is emotive, like there are so many and I think is it made you cry for different reasons in different places there were ups there were the ups and downs the ups and downs of like society that happened in Afghan culture mm-hmm. Afghan culture, yeah, and um, there were various different um elements to the story um, obviously, when you see things such as um you know uh, what was his name was it? There's no Saeed
1: Yeah Yeah it was Saeed
4: When <laughs> we saw Saeed um, Saeed was one of the One of the main emotive characters In the um, In the in the novel And it was just one of those Those things like you Like you got There were certain parts I remember I was studying for my NCTJ at the time and like, what?
3: Nobody knows what
4: that is. Uh, the Journalism Diploma. Okay. <laughs> Most people know what that is. Um, no,
3: they don't. <laughs> journalists You don't do know what it is. Did you know what that was, Derek?
4: No. Right. The NCTJ okay. is the Journalist Diploma. Cool guy. And um, so I was doing that, but it's like, because you know you're constantly, you're, you're, I think you probably relate to this, so when, you're, when you're doing a qualification and you're constantly, yeah. your mind is obsessed on that, but then you're kind of trying to break away by reading something else. Um... Yeah, following through the story, seeing what happened to Saeed and with Asif and Raheem and all these people.
2: How many tears did you cry? Oh,
4: man.
3: Why must he count the tears?
2: count uh, like, counted tears. Do you know
4: what?
3: Maybe it was just a stream, like a pool.
4: Like, it was even a pool. Like, there was one scene. There was one really, really. If anybody's read, I can't really. I'm not going to spoil it. But there's one scene that happens to Saeed in the book. And that kind of made me tear up on the tube. And then. The what happened to every character thereafter when um, the main character went to America and he found love and then he came back to Afghanistan, etc. And you know, he's lived this life of privilege and all these different things. And then he finds Saeed's son, and it's just, yeah, really emotional book. That was one of the books that made me cry publicly. The rape scene, the rape scene. And it was every, all these different, um, even like the attempted, there was an attempted suicide Uh, in in the book. And I was like, wow, that, that wasn't. I didn't expect that to come at all. Um, But the book didn't even take me too long to get through. But it was a really, 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 like, engaging book. Mm. And it was was one that just really caught me. Caught me? The Kite Runner. I did cry in that. The Kite Runner, yeah, man. Um, Just has, and I think, like, Carly Tassini has this thing about, you know, creating beautiful landscapes and then disrupting it. (laughs) And then, like, like, beating it down. And then you've got to, like, really, really deal with that. Um, with that kind of torture towards the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say the cat runner was one book that really made me cry. Cool. Um. What have you got next?
2: So my next choice is actually a short story. Right. And um, before I even started like reading and whatnot, I read this short story and it really it made me feel so weird and sad. It was like really sad, crying like.
3: Dude, what was it called? It's called
2: The Nightingale and the Rose by okay. Oscar Wilde. Oh. It's a short story. And it's about this this little bird. And um, she's, you know, looking at, I, I say she, I, I can't remember whether it was a guy or a girl. I don't think he specified. Right. But um, looking at this young gentleman who's really in love with this girl and he wants to take her to this dance. And the the girl's like, the guy basically, I think she tells him or he resolves that I'm going to bring you the most beautiful rose. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, then I'll go to the dance with you. So, and the little um, nightingale hears this. So the boy is like, okay, he needs to get a rose from this tree and the tree doesn't have the rose. Goes to that tree, the tree doesn't have a rose. I've read this in ages. Wow. I might be getting it wrong, but this is the basic gist. <laughs> and then basically eventually the um, the nightingale... Wants to find the rose For the, the young guy Goes to the tree Sorry my roses are white Goes to this tree Sorry my roses are this And then Eventually She gets through A, a tree And the tree's like I can give you The the reddest rose But it has to be Coloured by your own blood Your heart's blood Oh god And so The um, nightingale Has to Basically give it's life To create this red rose mm-hmm. So it gets a, a thorn It has to press it's Chest onto a thorn and then as the thorns like piercing its, its chest and its heart, it's like singing its final Nightingale song. It's yeah, really beautiful, man. Song, yeah. <sighs> Oscar, Wilde, Oscar Wilde is better at short stories than he is at long fiction.
4: His short stories are he's so better at plays, amazing. Yeah, he's,
2: and he's incredible.
3: He's, he, he's yeah. literally dialogue. Dialogue is his forte. Yeah. I love him. No,
2: not at all. A, I read, love him. Oh, read his short stories dialogue. and you'll change your mind. i read his short stories. He's, he's dad, plays are all dialogue. His dialogue's good, but his short stories like the Nightingale on the road is amazing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, The Remarkable Robert, uh, Rocket is really good as well, you know and he's got, I've got this little, this book This Penguin Classic books so of all of his short stories They're supposed to be for children Some of them are not for children But, yeah, man The Nightingale and the Rose is it's very, very emotional it's, it's strange Like, I can't even describe the feeling that I felt at the end of it Because at the end get the, the Nightingale gives his life up for the Rose Gets the Rose Put um the the boys like oh my god I've got this red red rose let me go and take it to this thing, this thing. runs or <laughs> he runs over to the girl like I've got the rose and she's like well this next man got me this and your rose is nothing compared to it oh, so he's sweet. like ah huh? so he just he dashes the the rose in the in the sewer. Oh no! And obviously the nine girls dead. The nine girl gave his wow. life over to make the roles. What and in the end, of, in huh? the end, the boys like, oh, I'll just give my life over to metaphysics <laughs> or something like that. Of
3: course, that's what one does. Yeah, that's <laughs> what one does. Exactly.
2: Oh, I'm, exactly. He's like, I'm cold hearted now. <laughs> Let me oh, give right. my life over to you Imagine, know rationality. Right?
3: <laughs> that's how Guys always do it. Some chick messes them Mate, up when exactly. they're like, 12. Did you, not,
2: did you not see it's, somebody tweet the other day? I think it was Raya London, and she out.
4: basically is like, I'm it really had the, gut, the there's a little boy on the um the diving thing. He's like, when men try to love again after their heart was broken, I'm like. How are you gonna how are you going to put that on That's what it reminded me of. Okay.
2: But anyway, yeah, so that's my second choice. The Nice and on the Rolls by Oscar Wilde. Read it. And if you read it, I actually want you to at mostly live because it's such a short story that I would really wanna like see if people feel the same mm. way I felt about it. Okay.
3: Pap. Okay, so my second choice is my favourite book. And I think I'm gonna call it my favourite book now because I've I've reread it. Four three this times. is what it is, Derek. Oh, he knows what it is Oh, I already know what it is Yeah I know. So Their um, Eyes Were Watching God By Zora Neale Hurston
4: This book Better Be Good, you know I'm going to read it in some I way.
3: don't know if it will like Affect you as well as it affected me okay. But um, It's about a young woman Called Janie, And um, She Is in a process Of finding herself And she gets married To this man In the beginning Who beats her um, And she runs away with this um, other man who becomes a sheriff of this new town that that um that they're building, and um, she falls for men who essentially are not really good to her, but she has this like inside power, this this drive to want to be better, and she isn't a woman who like wants to settle for things. She
0: there's loads of things that happen to her as as. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
3: As loads of things happen to women and she takes it, but she knows that she, there's there's always more and she wants to have more. And she has really long hair. Mm. And when she's with her second husband, her husband really likes like likes her to have her hair up. Um, because, you know, she's the mayor's wife. And um, she can't stand up to him, but she wants to because she has like this inside power that's burning up and it's like, it's frothing and it's bubbling up and she doesn't know how to contain it. And it comes out randomly. And then when there was this powerful scene that he dies mm. and before stepping out into like, the, the her there like patio she like looks in the mirror he's literally dead like on the bed she looks in the mirror and she like lets her hair down when he's dead when he's dead and it's the I felt like it was the most powerful scene and then she's like living life and then this young man comes along his name is Tea Cake, oh, yeah. and he's like really really young and people are like judging her for being with him but she's like you know what I don't care I'm gonna do I'm just gonna live my life and it's such Like And then they go through something, this like hurricane or whatever, people are dying and they're they're so in love. T-Cake is a little bastard because he slaps her up one time and then you realize that men are trash, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) But then I had a real moment of T-Cake because I was like, I really love you for what you do to this woman and that you make her feel so free. But then I don't know if I can forgive you for hitting her so it it literally because you know how like in the world that we live in today everything's so black and white it's like okay a man hits you he's trash and yes of course he's trash and but then you think about domestic violence and how when you're in that moment you really love this person Mm. and this is what they can do to you so you're you're like you're at this crossroads where you're like i love you but did you just make a mistake or is this who you like it was it was crazy because it makes you question things and it's it's gray and it's it's a mess and in the end like Obviously, Cake dies. Please don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've just ruined the book for Alex. Um, no, really. you just ruined I've, the book I've, for me. I've
2: watched, I, the, I've watched the film. I literally oh, started reading it the other day. Oh, okay. But, and she's talking about... Nice coffee. <laughs> Sorry. She comes back to the end. You, you know, should, the you nice should like... What's the film?
3: thing is, at the end, it's like, because Film's she's lived... Good. She wanted a life. She wanted to, to have heartbreak. She wanted to have... Things like 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 challenges, and and, and she wanted to live, mm. and she wanted to love, and she wanted to be loved, and it all happened. And in the end, she's like sat sat on her like patio, and she's looking out into the world, and she's like, "I'm just gonna look out," and and she's just like, "I'm gonna live through these holes." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I don't even know what's how to how to just describe so that made it." Did you cry when like, and how? I I cried at the end. Not that because it was sad. Because yes, of course, like it was sad. But it was it was joyfulness. It was like a lived yeah. life. It was fucking incredible. It was mm-hmm. overwhelming. I literally got tingles, and ah, oh, Kanzora Neil Hurston right, mm. but just. Beautifully, I think... So, yeah, I I cried in the end. I literally was texting my friend, like, Mm. I'm crying, like, bawling. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm crying because of happiness, because of sadness, or because, like, I need to live this life that I have because it's the only life that I have.
4: I think I've, like, watching the film... I will never watch watch, that film. Watching the film was emotive, though, and it did feel like... um, It did feel like... I didn't know it was a book when I watched the film. Yeah. I was like, well, so... The,
3: I can't watch that. That's me, the one film I me, will never I'm watch because the, it will th- ruin to it for me. I'm me. thinking
4: if the film is emotional, then possibly the book will probably be just as or even more.
3: It, it was just I was very like, oh, you know, it's written in in a certain dialect. So I won't get into it. People are saying it's hard, but as soon as I picked up the rhythm, it was the most beautiful thing. It was okay. the most beautiful, and, and I don't. I hardly reread books, friend, but I yeah. read reread this three times. My
4: friend, my friend, um, read it when I was at uni. And she said it's a a, a must read. I I think for every
3: black woman, Mm. this is the book that you should read. Mm. For every black woman. Awesome.
4: Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alex? Um, So I'm kind of in two minds about this book now because of the author. Um.
3: Oh. Oh,
2: goodness. (laughs) Well. Then if you're in two minds, don't choose No, I know. You
3: cried. You cried. So you know what? Do it. You cried. That's it. If a book that made... in that moment, you didn't know any of this stuff. And yeah, in that yeah, moment, yeah. how did I make you feel?
4: Okay. so That's, that's the most
3: important but, thing.
4: So, I mean, we, we do speak, I do speak about this book a lot, but oh, I haven't spoken about it in a while, but um the brief one is, brief one just like Oscar Wilde was really, um, was really impactful for me back in 2013, 2013 when I was abroad reading it. But... Um, Obviously, as the title gives away, his life was brief. So, when we get to a particular point in the book, um, having read it, having been a part of a community where you don't really necessarily fit in, or when you like, whether that be your family, your friends, or whatever, um, actually trying to locate yourself mm. using the using the book to locate yourself in that, Um yeah. that trying to make trying to find your place. I think that book is really, really big on that um and that's what i found i found myself attaching myself a lot to the character of oscar and just the way that he interacts with his mom and the way he interacts with his sister and his friend and his um and junior and stuff so i do think that that was um there was a really really there's really, a really really impactful scene um at the end where just before his demise and he um yeah <laughs> just before his demise and I really think that there was something I don't think it just really tugged at my it really tugged at like tugged at me Your you're strength. really out here ruining books for people I know but at the same time the Why? book's been out for ages so if you're gonna have, you're That's gonna go true. out and read it I'm gonna talk about the book
3: we always go spoil books on go, here go we always spoil books I mean. book on here like
4: the, I mean mm. it's in the title the title gives away <laughs> like it's not it's not like you expect
2: I'm the... not gonna lie to you until you just put emphasis on the brief I didn't realise he would die I mean I'm not gonna lie to you, fam. Like, Neither you know did I mean? to die,
3: actually, but it's fine <laughs> exactly. I, I, I will at still the, read it. I will still read it. It is brief, right? So he's dead.
4: That was the bit that kind of bit, but it's not necessarily. So Everyone's really, dying. But we should the,
3: put a spoiler the, alert thing, thing on yeah, this that's episode. Like
4: the, that's not the most that's important not the bit. emotive yeah. About it.
3: Yeah. What was emotional it about it? It's the
4: it's the journey of his mom because the story kind of flicks back and forth between it's like a genealogical history of his family. Right. So his mum, when she was in high, school, like what happened to her parents, and when she was in high school, what happened. And and all of those things, um, and then what happened to his sister when his sister was avenge, was um in a relationship with Union and how that kind of didn't work out,
0: right?
4: Um, and then his and Oscar's like dating history and stuff, and why his mom was so cold to them, mm-hmm. fair enough, um, for so long because obviously the way that she grew up. So there are various parts of the book that you make you think, wow, like how did our parents deal with certain things when they were younger. How does that affect the way that they raise us? How does that affect the way that we interact as siblings? Yeah. We interact as friends. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they were like, it's just, Oscar's mum becomes really, really, a really, really cold character. And he can't understand why he's so cold. Yeah. She obviously, she hates men. She hates all these, she hates everything. Um, Fair enough. But she loves her children in a way that's not really like... You know, she wouldn't sit there and be like, "Oh, I love you, guys." Mm. She'll just be like, "You know, do this, do that, do this, do that." She kind of just come in and be like, "I work in all this time, African mother." You see what I mean? So, um, I think it's just the immigrant, the immigrant mother. To be honest, like it's just really the diaspora, the diasporic mother. Um, They've got to go through so many things, but yeah, the book, the book did make me. I got to the end, and I was sitting there. You know, there's that meme of that boy sitting on his bed with the with the cereal next to him, And (laughs) and, and he's sitting there like, "Well, what next?" Mm. Kind of thing. That's where I was after I read the book. Yeah. That's why it's one of my favorite books, and I'm probably going to read it again. But I'm just really disappointed. I'm going to read author. it
3: because I feel like I've read Derek's favorite books. I'm going to read your favorite book.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm a I'm a little bit hesitant to read it now, but yeah,
4: I think it's like it's one of those things that oh I'm, yeah, but what it is, it's like no one is whenever when I recommend. Cause I don't really recommend books like that to mm-hmm. to anybody. And when it becomes um, when it comes to Juno Diaz, I know that people have particular styles that they like. I mean, right. they, may, they may not like Juno's style.
2: Yeah, I don't like style. I
4: won't like. And um, he's got, you know, in this book, he like in the first few chapters, he has footnotes about kind of like yep. the um, Dominican history and all these different things, which I found really interesting. Which I used for my dissertation. Um, so your
3: dissertation on
4: um should Haiti have got an independence so early?
3: Oh I see.
2: And the
4: freedom. Should they have should they've freedom. I but yeah, so that's kind of what I was doing and that's where I felt. Cool. So I thought it was important. But yeah, I mean the book.
2: Yeah. The book. Oscar, okay, cool. Yeah. Um
3: How about you, Derek? What's your next me?
2: One? I'm gonna power through this one. So I don't know if people will relate <laughs> actually I doubt people will relate to this one, but what made me cry is because um, it's basically the um the time machine, right? By H. G. Wells. Good God, I tried reading that. It was horrid. No, it was it was so emotional for me. I don't know. I got so invested in that in that story, in the writing. I don't know what what it was that because I won't lie.
3: What was the particular point that made you cry?
2: There's these things. Yeah, and he lost his wife, and he had to and he no, had to make the time the time machine. No, you're thinking of the movie. Is that not what happened? That, in that didn't happen thing? in the book. So why did it happen in the book then? Because it's, it's just different. That what didn't happen in nonsense? the book. kind of nonsense. In the book, he created the time machine because he's a scientist and he created a time machine. Oh, that's crap then. Um, so basically, yeah. <laughs>
3: Maybe it's just the book. So basically,
2: there's a, there's, there's these things in the book called um, Eloys. I call them Eloys. They might be called E, e- something else. Are like, they alloys? Or Eloys, whatever. Okay. But basically, they're like humanoid things that have evol- we've evolved into them because literally we have we don't do anything anymore. Like okay. they've solved they've solved all of the world's problems, <laughs> so apparently we've evolved into these really soft and ge- snow. They're literally snowflakes, like right? they're soft, they're so gentle, they're, like, they're cute, and <laughs> they just there's this one Eloy that um follows the time traveler around, like
3: Like uh, their companion.
2: Yeah, like this, yeah, that's his companion. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. there's a bit in the book where like there's a there's a fire in 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 the forest. It's near the end of the book. And the fucking Eloy dies. I was oh, devastated. I was devastated, and I think it's just because I just really felt like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, she really likes him. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, in Tom and Jerry. Like when um, there's like a little cute mouse, and it won't leave Tom alone, and you're just he's like move, and it's oh, so cute, yeah. and he's like, no, I want to stay with mouse. you. Yeah, it's, it was kind of like that. That's what the Eloy was like. <laughs> Really attached to the, the time traveler. Right. So yeah, in the end there was a fire, and there's these other things. These like they're like oh, I can't remember what they're called. Do you remember what they're called, Alex? Nope. These things they live underground. Basically, they're the other side of evolution. Right. The fact that the people who had to work in the factories and and really work hard to mm-hmm. create a better life for the Eloys this is how they evolved. And they're like these the night, poor people. They're like these night creatures, and what, they're, they're proletariat basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And um. Yeah. So they're like chasing them and whatnot. And yeah, there's a fire, and yeah, the Eloi dies, oh, and he man. fucking Aww. leaves her, the bastard. Oh man! And, um, <laughs>
4: even, in, even as an Eloy, he's right?
2: and then um, obviously trash. he's got to get away, and then obviously he gets back to his time machine. He gets, oh, he has the part he needs. Men not even
3: trash in the future. And but then I mean,
2: he was from the present. Yeah, oh. he, goes, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he goes. He goes, he goes back,
2: he goes back to the present. He wasn't um, progressive. <laughs> it's weird though, because you know what? The time machine was my favorite book for about four years, <clears throat> okay. and then I reread it, and I was like, this is. Fucking arduous I, I thought to myself As a new reader How did I get through this Yeah
3: because I tried I Reading it? it And I was like Yeah
2: because it's so It's so clunky Like it's, The writing is The writing is, comes across Very scientific Because obviously H.G. Yeah. Wells was a scientist
4: I think it's not a book That I would have picked up That I would Intentionally pick up if, if, mm-hmm. It would only be a book that, you, that if you said to me Alex Read this book and I think, then, and, and you said yeah. here's the book to read it's because I was obsessed I'm with going, time travel yeah you know what I mean I'm not going to go yeah. and search
2: I know but I think the difference is with me one I was obsessed with time travel and two when I first started reading I didn't know what the classics were oh yes yeah, so I had, no, the, I had you, no idea you were
3: just reading I was just reading. just reading books and, yeah. that's, and then that's a
2: beautiful thing it's, it's bizarre though because now that I'm here and everyone's telling me oh the classics, the classics I'm like oh my god but I used to love these books I didn't realize they're classics.
3: Yeah, I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I was like 15 and I was exactly. reading Austin, I was like, oh,
2: it's weird that I started with those yeah. books that the language was so complicated. So now when I read simple language, just, it gives me like, a headache. Yeah, so I, I get th- that. I, I just did it. When people I did, come I think at me described. and they're like,
3: I don't like Shakespeare because it's a bit, and I'm just like, but that's because I, I read Shakespeare I because before reading Shakespeare for school, do you know what I mean? Like the first time I read Shakespeare, it wasn't because of school. I just picked Romeo. No. Richard third, and I just read it.
2: Oh, my God, really? That's such a... that, that's, that is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Just going into literature blind. blindness. Yeah, yeah like without thing, curriculum,
3: a without a teacher telling you that's this is how thing. it was meant to be without interpreted. Without people telling
2: you that this guy's trash or yeah. this woman is towel, but a lot of the like books like that, that blank
3: space where you yeah. can, when you, you can interpret read, things by yourself. That's powerful.
2: Yeah, I was
4: big on, I was doing the young adult and then I went into the crime and then I went into actual general that's fiction. Beautiful. And then that was, and that progression was amazing. Yeah. Like even when, so now when I when I read crime fiction now, I'm like, <sighs> oh, my God, i would clearly... Yeah. I like, like I had to be young to read that yeah because I can't read like I read it now and there's like, too much I've but read it's bef- that growth before. It's,
3: it's beautiful it's a really
4: yeah. weird it's a really strange thing but I can still find the beauty in it yeah so that was um The Time Machine you said
2: yeah The Time Machine by, by um, H.G. Wells. By, HG Wells. Okay. by H.G. Wells amazing okay. yeah. Um, do you so want to
3: wind up? yeah my final one is um, you guys have heard me talk about this a lot obviously Nervous Conditions by Titsi um i literally the boys if you see them right now they all like derek just picked up his phone because he's like oh god this again <laughs> why are you wanting me up um, a minute alex minute. Alex, minute. alex just rolled his we're head back we're not on video <laughs> alex just rolled his head back like oh god this bitch is out it again <laughs> but i have to mention this book because this book is the first time that i saw myself represented and not as a black woman as in just like the outside um stuff like, oh, you're a black woman and therefore I'm going to write you in a book, right? Derek, stop taking selfies. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, um, <go> So, <laughs> Tutsu Dango Amri's book is about a young girl who gets to the option honest. of uh, going to school because her brother dies. And, you know, there's this benefactor who is her uncle. And she's not the girl that I really connected with. Who I connected with is Nyasha, who is the uncle's daughter who grew up in Britain and had to come back back to the motherland and um, and navigate life and it was the first time that my internal struggle of being a young first generation immigrant child was explored in a book mm. I saw a young woman who was navigating two paths who was in who was in that Occupied that space where the two tectonic plates of abroad and home come together, she was like, Oh, yes, there That's is a beautiful this beautiful
4: imagery. <laughs> tectonic plates of abroad and home.
3: Yeah, it was, she was like, She loved her culture back home, but then she also saw these other views that she got when she was in London and she was trying to navigate them, and they were they were hard because she has these two very different thoughts coming together mm. and and almost opposing each other. But she could find a way of marrying the two together, but she was having trouble because other people couldn't see that. And I remember there was a part when she was reading Women in Love. and um,
2: By D.H. Lawrence.
3: Yeah. And her father was like, don't read this stuff. You know, this is not appropriate and I remember coming home that's
2: real talk though mm.
3: so I remember coming home and I, I was like I think nine years old or like no, I think I was like ten or eleven and I came home and I had Jacqueline Wilson's Girls in Love right and my uncle fi- found the book and we were in the kitchen and he gave me a massive telling off because he didn't even know what the book was about right but he was so he saw love he saw girls and he thought oh my goodness what is my young child reading Mm. and he thought it was horrible and i got a massive telling off and honestly till this day i haven't till this day i haven't read that book and i think i should (laughs) um and it was at that moment that i was like but i really want to read this book because this side tells me that I should read this book, but then this other side is telling me no this isn't appropriate for a young woman to read this book, and I'm not putting blame on on any sort of culture or whatever. I'm just saying that this was this was a moment in the book where there were two opposing views and it was at this critical moment that I I realized that I had gone through this exact moment where I was reading a book that my African parent thought was unacceptable that was written from a British side. And so yeah. Um, I, I, cr- I literally in that moment I cried my eyes out, and it wasn't even sad. It was just it hit home that mm. shit. This was me, yeah. and I loved it. Mm. And yeah, like the that's the deep. and she said the condition of Sartre said the condition of 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 the, I don't know, God I forgot, but the migrant or whatever is one of a nervous condition, and I'm I'm always so nervous,
0: mm.
3: and I always think that's just me. But I think it's just like the position that I'm in. And that's why I think this book is very beautiful and it made me cry because it was just, it was me. And and there no other book has been able to represent me as, as much as this book. And that's why I cried so much, so... Yeah, Titsi Dangaranga, oh, guys. Um, she has another book that I'm really scared of reading because you know I I hope it doesn't ruin it. It's not I'm a sequel, not. I, though, I know. It's just a no, yeah, he actually is a it's sequel. A sequel, Yeah, oh, okay. I refuse to read it, just as how I refuse to watch. Um, The Eyes of Watching God. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. So Nervous Conditions by Titsi right. That's Thank my you. best book.
4: So guys, those are our books. Um, if you wanted to let us know what yours are or what you guys have have done. Um, when it comes to crying towards Booker, which books were tearjerkers for you? Let us know. Tweet us. Absolutely. Send us emails, message us.
2: Cool. So moving on to Maybe, raise yeah. issues. Even then. No. Mostly flicks, mostly
3: flicks. What are you talking about?
2: I mean, okay. No, got, we have to talk about this though. We've got time for it, okay. We do yeah. have time for it. But spoiler alert. I'm
3: gonna i I'm gonna skip I mean, my I'll, raise. I'll so I'm not gonna have a raise so that we can have this conversation. Okay. Fine. Alright.
2: Massive spoiler alert. If you have not seen Avengers Infinity War, don't firstly, stop. what are you doing? But yeah. secondly, <laughs> don't listen. Stop. Pause. We'll the, That's know.
3: it. It's over. Mostly it's done for you. Just <laughs> pause.
2: <laughs> okay, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So. so thank you so much,
3: War. Disney, for inviting us, first of all, to watch it. Um, oh,
2: yes. Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah. I love the bragging rights.
3: I know, right? It,
2: it, 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 it. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Yes,
3: Avengers Infinity War. Um, Disney invited us to watch a pre-screening on Tuesday. I think, was it two days before Mm -hmm. it came out? Mm And uh, all of us guys went to Leicester Square and went to watch it. Alex, what did you think?
4: So I felt sick um, (laughs) by the end. I was just like... I was literally captivated all the way through. Mm-hmm. And it was things like, the thing is, it what it did was, it, it balanced the humour, the thriller, the Yeah, because you know
3: I was really worried about intensity. that. Yeah. yeah. Because
4: obviously, it, it captured each character of each film. mm you know, film characters. So obviously you had Thor, and you had a bit um the Guardians of the Galaxy, etc. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy Panther. is a lot more it's a lot more comical yes. and whatnot. And obviously Iron Man, he was still like
3: serious like and witty still. And witty. Yeah. And then
4: you had Doctor Strange So my favorite character is Doctor Strange, like
3: because he's so he's, you. He's
4: just like the best. For me, he's like the best character there.
2: Ridiculous. I understand. He's not the best character. Yeah. Well,
4: for me, I know he's not the best he's character. He's
3: like a little, he's just a wizard. I know,
4: but I really enjoyed him. like, you know, he, he was, there was, good good in even, there was in that scene, he was like, he was well, really good what Infinity do you do? He's like, i protected your reality. And I was like, what? Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, you know what I mean? But, I, I know like, he's he in. He dropped it really deep. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a brilliant film. Um, I wouldn't give it 10 out of 10, but I would say. Sorry? i give it ten out of ten. I I, I, I I I'm reluctant to give anything the
2: full a man. I would give it 12 out of ten. That's just 100. the man <laughs> thing, isn't it? But uh, I, excuse me, it <laughs> is a man thing. Um, de- Derek, what do you think? Infinity War's ten out of ten, right? Family ten out of ten. Thank you. Look, the, uh, I understand what you are saying. No, Doctor Str- Strange has a he has a good presence in that movie because mm. he's integral to the whole Infinity War mm-hmm. thing. You know, because obviously he's seen the way they're going to win it. Yeah, and he I, knows. I think it. the reason why he gave the stone to was
3: because he goodies. knows that's the only way. Exactly.
2: But then also. I would say the top, the top guy in Infinity War, without a doubt, it's is Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah, without Thor. a doubt,
3: the so, way he just rocked uh, down to he Earth, Wakanda, Wakanda, he was like, "Yo!" And thing about it, now nah, when he took on that the might of 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 the star, yeah, that was so fine. The thing
2: about it is though, that like, you forgot about him, who. I forgot about him. You didn't uh, you didn't see Ragnarok then? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, I okay. didn't
3: like Ragnarok.
2: Ragnarok Ragnarok recreated yeah. Thor in a way that made him no, so much more interesting. No, I meant, I meant like No, I, I get like, that.
3: Yeah, he was very I meant in the film. You're right. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. I didn't like Thor. In Dark I World. didn't like 1 2. You're too serious. But yeah. yeah, he was. But 3, they they allowed him to be more um, fluid right and when they cut yeah. his hair i was very annoyed but i get it
2: no i needed he, yes. need, he needed a trim he yeah. needed
3: a trim and he needed a <laughs> revamp mean, yeah. that is true i agree with yeah, you Derek. yeah definitely. yeah never, never. i'm
4: saying i'm saying but right, before he crashed into wakanda yeah I kind of forgot. Like I knew that he, yeah, obviously he got, got the hammer, hammer. hammer now. Yeah, I knew he was he doing that. so yeah. that was kind of like there, but I didn't expect him to. I
2: come. didn't expect and him it, to come uh, true. No,
4: he didn't. That, that, yeah, I did that's,
3: that's, that's what I meant. I forgot but it was about a him. good, great landing. Yeah, definitely I forgot about him. About. Is, at that time when
2: he lands in Wakanda? That's the most iconic Marvel moment in history. Oh come on, don't be stupid. I don't agree. with What is more iconic than Thor when he's like, "Bring me Thanos," and he runs with his hammer in the air? What is more iconic than that? I don't think there's no moment more. iconic I oh,
3: think right, so I think so for me anyway. Obviously, the first like ten minutes, mm. a major character for me dies. Like I love Loki. Oh
2: yeah, oh, he'll I, be back.
3: I, I I don't think he will.
2: He'll to- so <laughs>
3: he'll probably be back in like memory. But yeah. um, I love Loki. But also,
2: um, as guardians don't really die technically. Mm,
3: yeah, but he's here as guardian. Um, oh, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, what that <laughs> <weird shit. laughs> oh, that great shit. Came with the receipts. Like. <laughs> 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 um, so I really love Loki. So when he died, I remember in the cinema looking at Alex and Derek like, okay, well, that means that's it. Yeah, that's you that know thing. when Game of Thrones and they kill your favorite character and you're like, well, I'm done. Yeah. Literally like 10 minutes in, he yeah. dies. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm good here. I know where this is going. We're not going to win in this film. Because yeah. in every other um, Marvel film, you know, like, you go in thinking, oh, you know what, the heroes are going to win. So you have this level of comfort, right? I think the reason why this film was so eerie and so disgusting, and you you, you know how we sat at the end, we just sat quiet, like, mm, what the mm. hell just happened? I think it's because we did not win. Yeah. And that is, that is like, whoa, like, you're really going to do this? Or
2: did we? You know what I think? I yeah. Can I give a little theory quickly?
3: Oh, this is a theory that we Wait. talked about?
2: No, a different one. Okay. Basically, I, one, I think that, I saw the thing is I saw this in a YouTube video and I thought this is probably true. They said that at the end of Infinity War, when Thanos comes and sits down and on oh, his
3: little hut, and right? he, yeah, he looks, yeah, he looks, he looks, looks, like looks
2: stars, on yeah. at a, a grateful yeah. universe. <laughs> that's the end of Infinity War Part Two. I agree only because one, he doesn't have the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, he does. Two, it. he doesn't have the wound in his chest anymore; it's gone. I don't Do you know. know. What I mean? And also, that's the end of the Infinity War comic book. Thanos literally Mm. sitting down He becomes a farmer whatever Also Gamora A farmer (laughs) Yeah he becomes a farmer Gamora is not dead I I think I I don't think she's dead Gamora is inside the soul stone I agree with that Inside And when he clicked his fingers He went inside the soul stone and Gomorrah was there.
3: Mm. And he- that's why yeah. they had that conversation. Yes. yes. And then
2: he came back. Because remember, the sacrifice, I think when he sacrificed her, she went inside the stone stone. In the comic books, Adam Warlock is inside the stone stone, soul, the soul stone, mm. which is, I don't think he's going to be in it. Everyone thinks he will. I don't think he will. But I think Gomorrah is inside the soul stone. And I think she may do something inside the stone. Because Adam Warlock does something that disrupts the rest of the stones. Yeah. But
3: didn't you know? Well, you know when he clicked his hands, mm. the um the gauntlet broke or it wasn't perfect.
2: Yeah, that's the. I don't know it, why that happened. I,
3: exa- it was messed up, and I feel like that's very imperative somehow. But, I don't know. But how. But the stones but still like... work
2: because obviously use the space stone to teleport. Yeah. Mm. At the end, so they still work.
3: So, but then I feel like because I was very confused then at that point, I was like, wait, should that have happened? Anyways, I think what this film did was made us realise who our favourite heroes are.
2: Yeah, I was underwhelmed by Cap. His entrance, I was very His entrance oh, was sick entrance was Everyone sick. started clapping He him. was, zaddy. Him off. Yeah. He was yeah. zaddy He
3: was zaddy really ha-
2: But after that yeah. He didn't really dead. say much He, he was very
3: dead much. But you know who I thought Was very dead as well
2: T'Challa Yes T'Challa was- Underwhelming
3: oh, no, oh my god Like I was like Isn't No, no come American. on man <laughs> Even Shuri was better Than T'Challa
2: But do you know why He was underwhelming
3: Because uh, even when He disintegrated I was like Okay Yeah I don't care Cool exactly
2: Because they, I think they underestimated How big Black Panther Was going to be Yes definitely Yeah
3: Because they thought Oh, yeah he's just gonna be another superhero but he was so underwhelming in this film i'm like what's going on even okoye was better in this film because at the end when he went, okoye's facial expression, that's when i that's when i realized i was like wow you're really an amazing actress did because her facial expressions were one of complete like fuckery she was literally like shit
2: that's not even her best facial expression. I the think, best ones when... Just, when I think when, that was When she looked at the Hulk. Oh, like,
3: like when she looked at like any other black <laughs> woman, like I'm so done with this like, white so, mediocrity. Yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> like dead. y'all make me sick.
4: But you know what, But man. I realised
3: my favourite hero is Iron Man. Oh. I always wondered, and then there was a point, you know that point when he nearly died, I was literally, because I was going to get up and leave. Because but, at that point I was like, no.
2: But is mm-hmm. that because he's your favourite or is that because it's Tony Stark?
3: no. I think he's my favorite. Mm. He actually is my favorite. favorite. But you know why he's my favorite? Because he not only is he witty, mm. but he has had a growth from his first film that I watched. And I think obviously so his first I'm film less
4: self centered. Yeah, he's that.
3: not even that because there is he's there not. is like, there is a part oh, like, where he is like very self centered. I mean,
4: he like, have to consider. No, he's
3: you know, very self centered. You know, to consider, but there is this up, is there is this integrity mind. that is selfish. But I don't know. There's something about him that I absolutely adore and he's very arrogant in a way and I love that I don't know there's something about him and I love his like small interaction with Pepper and how he was like oh yeah I think we should have a kid and it was of course the stark way of doing it but I loved how he the relationship between him and Peter and Parker
2: that and was like the Sun I don't even thing. like,
3: that, that, that scene.
2: That shit didn't move me at all. It did. So it good. moved me. That didn't move me. I it was like, what? Well, I don't care.
3: No, but for me, because I loved um, Homecoming, right? So did I. I loved Homecoming you know, and so for me, this was like, yeah, was like set. this was actually, this is your son. This is your, yeah, no, you your know what? toy no, son. No, it wasn't even that
4: for me. It was like, it was more like everybody else, had, they were, they saw themselves going, they're like, oh, sh- oh shit, I'm going. Yeah, it was slower. Then, He's on but, very like, his, slow. But, Spider-Man, um, he saw him going, but and he actually had an emotive reaction
2: to going. Do you know why? And that's then he own... said, "I'm sorry." They explained why. <laughs> Got me because too. his spider sense, told him something was a bad yeah. thing happened. Yeah. So therefore, he had more time. to, more to, time anticipate, to it. anticipate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what that's what one video said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think it's probably true. Yeah, right. absolutely. I then, agree. Like, that,
4: that's why it made it more. Everybody was just going like, when you just see everybody going, okay, that's yeah. different. But when he was sitting
3: Some... there, like, I don't. Yeah.
2: Like, and then then you have to think <laughs> the gravity. Nah, Dra- Drax's thing was was even more emotional I No,
3: I don't think so I Drax didn't, is like
2: Quill, yeah no, more emotional than I Peter don't, Parker.
3: like with me, like the Guardians Are so fucking annoying Like apart from Groot And I, Groot. I quite like
2: is <laughs> <Groot>. <laughs> Gamora's the worst, Thing is such a oh. bad actress Groot. Who? Saldana? Zoe Saldana? She's such a bad actress She
3: is quite bad, but I actually There's an, interview. She is so there's an bad. interview that she does With this like woman interviewer I think you guys should watch it I love that interview. But Gamora, when she was about to die and she was talking too much and she, I I knew like, you know, Uh when you're like, you have to make a sacrifice. Sacrifice, and then she's laughing like, "Oh, it can't be me." I'm like, "Bitch, it's like, you." Like, what like, what and are you she, doing? She
2: looks like, Thanos, like tears. Yeah, like, really. She like, never he's loved
3: like... anyone, and and we're all here like, <laughs> "Bitch, You're like it's, it's you." Like, don't be stupid. But is, this so... is
2: everything she says feels like exposition. Yeah, it, yeah. It, do <laughs> you know everything? She even in Guardians of the Galaxy, like she's so she's such a bad actress, bro. Oh, like, and I, I I've seen the movie five times now, and the, the fifth time I was watching, I thought, let me watch the exposition to see who does it badly, and. She does it badly. Thor does it amazingly. There's a bit where Thor's like, um, he's like, oh, Thanos has this stone because he took it when he decimated Xandar. He has the space stone yeah. when he killed half And he, the way he does it, yeah, like he's obviously explaining what's going and he's on, focusing on. But it's other still it's yeah. do you know what I mean? When when um Zoe Zaldana does it, it's just like you're just literally feeding me information now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else There's going on. There was
3: a guy on. who said that um when Thanos looked at Quill and said I like you he, oh I love, the, I, loved it, right? I love that bit I
2: loved it right I loved that bit that bit is sick. it was amazing you know what yeah it was amazing you know Thanos yeah nobody
3: I did, didn't it I he, was like yo fam
2: he really dismissed that myth that oh CGI is CGI bad no
3: fam, he was incredible there were
2: so many bits yeah where there's even one bit where you know um, where she's like to Quill oh you promised you'll kill me yeah and he rolls his eyes yeah he rolls his <laughs> eyes oh fam Thanos like he had emotion like yeah, he, he really was really was fucking did perfect the that was, also was incredible.
3: I absolutely loved him. He was zaddy with that chin. raw the things I could do. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, so we, we liked it. We're, we're looking oh, yeah, forward definitely. to the next I, one. I can't wait. Definitely, 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 Can we watch yeah. it again, please? I think we should go see tomorrow more because I have actually only seen it twice. I need I've see it, it once. I've seen it, once, I've so seen it yeah.
2: five times. It's
3: crazy because with Black Panther, I watched it like think six times, oh, it times and I always wanted to watch this more and I need to see it somehow between t- today and tomorrow. Mm, mm. So I'm going to go and see it somehow. I don't know. Oh, we
2: didn't even talk about the ending when the... um. You know, um, Sam Sam Jackson, he's about to give off the motherfucker. Yeah, and then he <laughs> yeah. goes to... Yeah, yeah, but then we see yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, so Marvel. yeah, so Captain Marvel's
3: coming in. So is it, it
2: going to be um, Oh, yeah, like, it's going like, to be before. Like, before, eh? But
3: that's coming out. So Marvel have lost their October slot because normally they would um, come in, I think, early in the year, like Feb or whatever, when when um, No, Black Captain Panther. Marvel comes out in March. Yeah, exactly, because they've lost the November slot...
2: Oh, they were, it was going to come out. Yes, this year. it was
3: come out earlier, ah, but I am they fuming. lost it. Yeah, they lost it. They lost that slot. Wow. Um, and they're coming later because normally they'll come in early in the year, like Feb, when Black Panther came out, and then they'll have one in like October, November oh, time. But they've lost that slot, so they're gonna have it next so year. This is in March. Yeah, and um, Ant Man and Wasp is in July, is it? Mm. Yeah. So, um. And what I found so hilarious is Marvel have skipped Comic-Con this year So they're not going Because obviously if they do go Then we know who is alive And who's going to be there And I'm pissed off Because I'm like how dare you How dare you miss Comic-Con
2: Do you know what? One thing though I'm kind of like what the fuck is Captain Marvel going to do? Okay, they're like, oh, she's, really- oh she's, the she's, gonna go back. she's she's the gonna strongest go back Avenger. Like,
3: I've heard that she's going to go back in, like, the in um, quantum realm. Because you know how, like, Ant-Man... I think Ant-Man and Wasp will set up that quantum realm space travel thing really perfectly. And then um, maybe... Because obviously... What's her face? Captain Marvel has powers to go in through that i don't think she does i think she does she has cosmic powers so i think mm. she's gonna go When i told you that she's gonna go back to new york yeah I think and that's will, yeah. why all the original heroes are still alive so from avengers 1 and this on new york all of those are still there you still have hulk you still have um like captain america you still have iron man you mm. still have well Loki's gone, but I don't know what we're gonna do with that. So I think they're gonna go back to there, and they've been spotted filming with Captain Marvel yeah, in I that. Heard, I heard, I heard so I that, do yeah. think that they will definitely go back to um New York so that the original heroes can save the the second round of heroes, if you know what I mean. I'm gonna
2: put money on it, yeah. One Ultron's gonna come back in the next um
3: Avengers, Avengers movie. Yeah.
2: Ultron's gonna come back and Drax is gonna kill Drax is gonna kill Thanos. With the sword that Quill picked up when Thanos disappeared. You know what he's like, I like him and yeah. disappeared. And he picked up that sword. Yeah. Drax is gonna kill Thanos with that sword.
3: Okay. I really so like Thanos. I really
2: like him. He's a good villain. Yeah, he's a... He's and villain.
3: people are like, oh, i Shut your mouth, a, you and your stupid a villain? villain who it, has Alex, no Alex, nuance.
2: Alex, my man wiped out half the universe. I mean, Come on, a with a, a little Black. click. He a bit, he he's a, a villain. Big. Let's not do this. Oh, this gray area. My no, man killed not. like no, okay. how many the trillions of people? The part that I
3: was like, you know when I loved him? I loved him when a small, like a junior Gamora, he was telling, giving her that little sword of hers and then... The moment where she turned around to see the people getting killed, and he pushed her, he 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 did yeah. that. That's, that's what, that's I mean. what was, that was at that moment that was I was human-ish. like, "I like you." No, The
2: thing is, and it yeah. wasn't that he was
3: human-ish, he
2: had humanity. Yes, that's the films exactly. very good at po- portraying those little moments. Where those little you moments can see were perfect. He had some humanity, yeah. and
3: that moment when he was like, "Don't worry about that. Don't look at that." That that to me will always stand out. I was like, "Yes," but then you need I to like remember
2: him. how he was treating Nebula, fam. Yeah. That's
3: like, true. Nebula was like the ugly sister anyways okay. um, so, <laughs> yes, you guys. guys need to watch it and if you've listened to this and you haven't watched it I'm so sorry but you should have like listened to our warning yeah otherwise you're stupid ten minutes ago. Um, so thank you so much for listening I'm going to skip on my um, women's side today because uh, Marvel was obviously much more important thank right. you so much for uh, listening
4: guys mem- make sure you message us email rate review subscribe yes and, yeah,
2: thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Thanks. We'll see, you, see you next week. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Get lit.